our minds and physical senses cannot receive the fullness of God's revelation. Think about that for a moment. Our minds and physical senses cannot receive the fullness of God's revelation. With our physical eyes, we can see God's creation and we can be impressed with His greatness. But that's as far as it goes. That's as far as our physical senses can take us. To be impressed by what we see. To be impressed by His creation. But therein does not lie spiritual revelation. I'm just thinking a, a few months back, a, a little while ago, we were, Mandra and I were close to the Kruger Park. Um, by now, some of you know that we love game viewing and we love the bush and so on. And so we were at a place close to Kruger, and at night, we were actually on the, on the river by Malalan, Crocodile River. Uh, and then the one night when everybody had sort of been getting ready for bed, and Mandri's folks were with us, and everyone was in the chalet, and it was quite cold and dark outside, I put on my big jacket and my hood and zipped it up, and I had my torch that can shine about a how many million candle power, I don't know. And I went out for a little bit of a walk, and then I ended up at this one hide, which is in the camp that overlooks the Crocodile River. It's beautiful. Uh, tough, you've got to suffer for Jesus sometimes, you know, in the hide. So, but stepping just outside the hide, it was cold, it was dark, nobody else was around, I could just see the lights of the chalet in the distance, and and I began to look up at the night sky, look up at the stars. And you can always see the stars so much better when you're not in the city. And I was looking at the stars, and somehow when you look up at the stars, you feel so small. And you begin to get the proper perspective of things. And you look, and you, you think to yourself, well, God has created these stars. And there are so many millions of light years apart from each other, away from us, and so on. It's quite a, an amazing thing to look at the stars. And as you are looking at the stars, how many of you have done that and you've become aware of God's greatness? Eh? You enjoy looking at the stars, you become aware of the greatness of the Lord. And I imagine the guys in the Old Testament times who were the shepherds tending their flocks, and they were doing very menial tasks. How oftentimes they would sit under the stars at night and see the heavenly canopy. But they could be impressed by the greatness of God's creation, but they could not experience revelation. Do you hear what I'm saying? They could not experience revelation because of a spiritual capacity within them that had not been developed. That night... When I was looking at the stars, I could be impressed with God's greatness, but if I kept my spirit closed, I could go no further than being impressed. But yet, when we open our spirit to God, that's when revelation can begin to happen. And it says in verse 9, But as it is written, I, sight, has not seen, nor ear, hearing. These are two of our senses nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. So our five senses, touch, smell, 
taste, sight, hearing, can receive physical information, but they cannot receive spiritual information. Number two, revelation comes through the Holy Spirit. You should never go seek some sort of a guru in an eastern country that sits in a position and levitates or something like that for revelation. You should never go seeking revelation in the tea leaves of a teacup. You should never seek revelation by reading the horoscopes. If you do that, you open yourself up to a demonic stronghold. You should never seek revelation by having somebody look into a crystal ball or play the Ouija board or use tarot cards or things like that. Those things are of the devil. You see, the devil knows that people want spiritual revelation. That's why he's come up with all these counterfeits, come up with all these plans of trying to get people's attention, trying to get them into the wrong thing. The fact of the matter is, when we want spiritual revelation, it comes through and by the Holy Spirit. It comes by the Holy Spirit. It comes by the Holy Spirit. And as God's people, we mustn't get caught up in trash. If you have gotten involved in, in those kinds of things that I mentioned, you need to repent of that. You need to go before God and say, God, I renounce the authority I've given to those evil things and to the occult. I take that authority back and I give it to you, Jesus Christ. And would you give me revelation? of everything, of Scripture, revelation of biblical truth? Would you give me revelation prophetically? Would you give me revelation of what lies in store for my life? Would you give me spiritual revelation? Revelation uh, is communicated through His Spirit. It says, but God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. So point number two, revelation comes through the Holy Spirit and a Spirit-filled believer is able to receive it. Recently, uh, you know that there were some meetings down in East London where Rodney Howard Brown was ministering. And there's a particular guy, I know him, Tim Alacino. He was doing the sound for these meetings. He's a lovely uh, Italian guy. He's a lovely Italian guy. And uh, he's got a heart to worship God but he's very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And closer towards the end of these 50 nights of meetings, while he was mixing the sound, he got a, uh, a sense of caution in his spirit from the Holy Spirit. And it was caution for Rodney's life. He's just he's busy mixing the sound during the meeting, and he just senses something is wrong here. And he got a tremendous sense of something is wrong uh, I've got a caution regarding Rodney's life, regarding Rodney's safety. So he communicated on the computer to the other guys and the security and so on. And uh, quickly the ushers just went around and had a look at everything. And as the ushers began to move around, they saw a guy that made a duck into the bathroom. And he looked a little bit suspicious. And they went and found the guy in the bathroom. And they discovered in his jacket was a handmade gun that he had. And it seemed as though he had every intention of using it to take out a man of God. Shocking. But you know what? There was somebody 
called Tim, who was open to spiritual revelation. There was somebody called Tim who was wanting to tune into the Holy Spirit. The fact is, the Holy Spirit reveals things to us. The Holy Spirit helps you discern things. The Holy Spirit helps you get an idea of, of something coming in the future. The Holy Spirit warns you of things. And, and last, last week, Rob gave a, a, a word in the church saying that there was a spiritual attack coming against this church. God speaks to us. He reveals things to us. And He gets us to prepare so that we can withstand, so we can conquer. John 16, verse 13 and 14. I'll just read it to you. It says, However, when the Spirit of truth has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He says, He will speak. Uh, but whatever He hears, sorry, He will speak. And He will tell you of things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. So this is the wonderful thing the Holy Spirit does. He comes and He guides us into a greater revelation of Jesus Christ. He takes the things of the Father and He reveals them to us. He takes the things of Jesus and He reveals them to us. In a time of worship like this morning, as our hearts are open and responding to God, you know what's happening? The Spirit of God is here and He is revealing Jesus to us Revealing Jesus in our lives. During part of the worship this morning, I was just on my face, on my knees and on my face before the Lord. I was just enjoying the revelation of the Spirit of God in my heart. I was enjoying an awareness of Jesus. That's what the Spirit of God wants to do. Now, question, what is the first thing that the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to you? What is the first thing? When you begin to discover the reality of the Spirit of God in your life, that the Holy Spirit will emphasize, that He will release or reveal upon you, I'd like to suggest it's the following. Jesus Christ and the work of the cross. Have you received a revelation into your own heart in terms of that? Because if not, say, God, reveal it to me. Say, precious Holy Spirit, give me a revelation of Jesus, the person of Christ, the anointed one and His anointing. Give me a revelation of Jesus. Give me a revelation of the work of the cross. If Jesus uh, doesn't become revealed to you, then the story of the cross of Calvary is a history story. It's an earthly story where there's some person that died, there was a cross, and so be it. But when the Spirit of God reveals things to you, you begin to understand that that person on the cross was the Son of God, that He came representing the Father, that His blood was perfectly pure, and His blood was poured out for you. His blood was poured out for me. And this changes everything about our future. And this gives us the most awesome hope we could have ever wished for. And suddenly the cross of Jesus Christ is not just a story, but it's happening in you. It's alive in you. And Christ becomes in you the hope of glory. You see, it's not just a story. God wants to give us spiritual revelation. Are your spiritual eyes opened? Are you seen? Because if you allow God to speak to you, He will speak to you. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, 
But the natural man, which is the unconverted man, does not receive the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. But the Spirit-filled person can receive the things of the Spirit of God. Are you a Spirit-filled person? If you are, raise a hand. You can receive spiritual revelation. Now, point number three of four. Even though we may be spirit-filled, we might need eye salt to open our eyes. Please turn to Revelation chapter 3. Now, as, as you turn to Revelation chapter 3, it's uh, verse 14. Listen carefully to what I'm about to say. Some theologians have said that the seven churches that are referred to in the book of Revelation represent seven stages through which the church has been going through down through the ages. And these guys, they suggest that Pentecost was where the first church began and then the different stages of the seven churches have been taking place down through history. And these theologians reckon that we are now in the time of the church of Laodicea, the Laodicean church, which is the last church. And therefore, this message to the church of the Laodiceans is very applicable in this time. So, Revelation 3 verse 14, let's read it. It says, And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans writes, These things says the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. This is what he says. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you from out of my mouth. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, take note of blind, spiritually blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich, and white garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and look here, and anoint your eyes with eyesolf, that you may see. If those theologians are correct about the seven stages of the church, and if they are correct about this being the time of the Laodicean church, then these words written to that church we need to take note of because then we're living in that age. And take note of what it says that uh, I'm rich, I'm wealthy, I have a need of nothing, but meanwhile you don't know that you're actually dressed in rags, you're poor, you can't see spiritually, you're naked spiritually. And God says, I counsel you, I advise you to buy three things from me. The first thing is gold. 
What does gold speak of? It speaks of true riches. Another thing God advises you to buy from Him is white garments, which speaks of true righteousness. Another thing God advises you to, to buy from Him is eye salt, which speaks of true revelation. God was obviously not speaking about physical eyesight here. He was speaking about spiritual vision. And I'd like to suggest to you that one of the um, greatest weaknesses in the modern day church is an inability to see spiritual revelation. One of the greatest deficiencies or weaknesses is that people are just operating without a real spirit connectedness. They are born again, they are spirit-filled, but there's not a vibrancy in terms of spiritual revelation, spiritual vision. And sometimes things happen, and only later we discover, oh, God was trying to say this to us, and we didn't realize it because our eyes were closed. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want to be somebody that's discerning the times and the seasons that we're in. I want to be somebody that's sensing what is God saying to the country at this time? What is God saying to the church at this time? What is God saying worldwide at this time? I'll tell you one thing that God is saying at this point in time to the church. He is saying this, it's time to tell others about Jesus. It's time to make disciples. It's time to witness to others. It's time to get people born again and into the kingdom of God. And if your spiritual eyes are open, you will see something like that. But if your spiritual eyes aren't open, you're like, oh, it's just another day. No, it's not just another day. There is progressive revelation in God. We need the eyes of the Holy Spirit. We need the ointment, the oil of the Spirit of God on our eyes. We need a spirit of revelation. And this Laodicean church is characterized by a people who are desperate for revelation. This is characterized by a people that are desperate to know more of God and to be spiritually in tune with God. And I'd like to suggest that there is a growing hunger in the church of Jesus Christ to be more in tune with God, to be more open to the things of the Spirit, and to see and realize what God is doing at these times. Reminds me of that song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. I want to see you. I want to see you. Maybe God has given that to the church in recent years because we're living in the time of the Laodicean church, the need to see spiritually. What's the solution if you have not been allowing God to open your eyes? Well, it says in verse 19 of Revelation 3, it says, Therefore, be zealous and repent. This is the first step to having our spiritual vision, our spiritual eyesight restored, is that we would say, God, I'm sorry. I've been living without an openness to your Spirit revealing things in my life. I've been carrying on like just a, a nominal Christian. But Lord, I'm realizing that I can upgrade. I realize that spiritually I can upgrade and see new things that you're doing. Spiritually you can show me things. Like Tim in that meeting when God was speaking to him. I believe more and more God wants us to all be open and seeing what he is doing. The last point, number four. Some crucial things the Holy Spirit wants to reveal to us. Turn to Ephesians chapter one. And I'm going to close with this last scripture and this last point. 
Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17 to 19. Now, look out here for three things that God is wanting by His Spirit to reveal to you. And also ask yourself the question, have I got a revelation of this? Am I aware of these things? It says in verse 17, this is a prayer that Paul prays for the church at Ephesus. And he says, I pray this, verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now, before I mention the other three things, maybe this is what I said earlier. This is the first thing God wants to reveal to you. The knowledge of Him. Jesus Christ, who He is, the work on the cross, what He has done. And it says, verse 18, Paul carries on praying. He says that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. I believe the Amplified Bible says the eyes of your heart being flooded with light. What is that? Revelation. Being enlightened that you may know the first thing, the hope of His calling. That you may know the second thing, what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. And that you may know the third thing, What is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe according to the working of His mighty power? I know that it was, I believe, Kenneth Copeland that he began to pray this prayer over his life for years and years and years. This would be an outstanding prayer for you to pray over your life. Now let's just briefly just touch on these three things. It says that we may know the hope of His calling. We're talking about revelation. We're talking about the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to bring revelation and lead us into revelation. In other words, the Holy Spirit wants to reveal the hope of His calling. What is the hope of His calling? What does that mean? I'd like to suggest it means this. Realizing the hope we have in Jesus. Realizing His wonderful promises for us. Realizing the blessings He has given us. Realizing the hope of eternal life. Realizing the glory we can expect in heaven. That is the hope of His calling. The Spirit of God wants to make that a greater reality to you. The second thing that He wants to reveal to you is that you may know the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. It's not just that you may know His inheritance. No, no, no. The riches of the glory of His inheritance. What is this? It is the abundance of of spiritual things that you are entitled to. That's what it is. This amazing inheritance is an abundance of spiritual things that you're entitled to. God has given you 
every spiritual blessing. It's your inheritance. And the third aspect that we see in that verse of Scripture, that you may know the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe. What does it mean if the Holy Spirit reveals to me the exceeding greatness of His power toward me? What does that mean? Well, I'd like to suggest it means that there's an understanding in your spirit of just how powerfully God raised you from spiritual death, how He shook you and brought you into a whole new kingdom of His marvelous light. That's what that revelation is about. Also, that revelation speaks of how wonderfully He is at work in you, how great His power is that is busy operating in you. And the fact that the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead now lives in you. And so I want to say to you, church, that we have an opportunity whenever we want to open our hearts to God to allow Him to reveal spiritual things to us. Don't just be a Christian that reads the Word and just takes in the information. Be a Christian that is spiritually open to God. And you might need to actually pray a prayer where you say, Lord, would you open the eyes of my heart? But I'd like to conclude by saying the following, that God wants to give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of 